Ladies and gentlemen, this is the world famous Brothers Talking Puck Show, where we find black people and we just talk about hockey, because that's pretty much what we do. Talking Flyers hockey today, a lot going on. Uh, things were looking, they were looking up for a little bit. Flyers won a couple games, got some points, but as of late, come crashing back down to earth. Thursday night, they lost 4-2 to two to the Maple Leafs. So they got some ground to cover in this playoff race. So as always, I got to look to my good friend from CSN Philly, as well as Sisters Talking Pucks. I have to turn to Caitlin Hemsley. Caitlin, what's going on? How are you today? Um, I'm okay, JB. How are you? I would have felt better had the Flyers won on Thursday. That did not yeah, happen. That, 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 was, that did not happen. And uh, it, was, it was pretty ugly. It's, yeah, that, I mean, it started that game off well. Got... It's didn't it? I mean, Wayne Simmons gets that goal early, and you're you're, you're once, well. At this point, let me ask you this: We've seen so many times where they start off hot, they start off well, and it kind of falters down the end. All right, at this point now, when you see the Flyers get on get on the board first, are you optimistic or do you feel a little skepticism? Um, coming off of the game that they had in Buffalo, where they had six goals, I was pretty optimistic when they had scored first, and it was a pretty easy goal right off the bat. And I was like, okay, there's there's a good chance that something's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And then they tied the game not too far later, and my hopes were still positive. I was like, it was the same situation going into the end of the first that had happened in the Buffalo game, and they had scored six goals in that game. So okay. I was positive that they were going to do decently well. Let me jump in real quick. Let me tell you a quick story about the, that Buffalo game because I, I was real proud of myself. You would have been proud of me too. We were, I was watching it with a group of friends. Somebody, here it is, white guy watching the hockey game with us, asked me, the black dude, what was a natural uh, hat trick. And I mm-hmm. broke it down for him. I was proud That's of myself. Solid. I'm out here schooling these white folks on how to play hockey. That's the essence of Brothers Talking Pucks. And then right after that, right after, uh, you know, because uh, Simmons had got those two quick goals early in the Buffalo game. And then right after that, we thought he scored for the third time. And I'm like, there, you brought it right up. There you go. Here's your natural hat trick. And, <laughs> and, and, and then, I mean, they still, I mean, it was still a goal, but it just wasn't Simmons's goal. But it's whatever. How do you feel if you were throwing your hat on uh, the ice for that? You throwing your hat on the uh-huh. ice. And it wasn't, it's not like it was warm that night. That wasn't a warm night. And your hat is on the ice for a hat trick that wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I would have been a little, a little out of it. I understand. I mean, I think a lot of people were. <laughs> I think a lot of people were out of it. But you know, uh, what, you know what, 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 what could you do? But getting, you know, getting back to uh, Thursday night's game. So I guess it, you can't. I guess I could, I could see what you were saying in saying that you know. You see how they played against Buffalo, and I, like how 
like, how would you say, like, because Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, Buffalo is Buffalo. But, you know, I guess Toronto is a, Toronto is, you know, you know a, a different animal in itself. So, did you think, did you think that the outcome would be different? Um, I actually thought before the game yesterday, I thought they were going to lose. Really? Okay. Why is that? Um, like you said, Toronto is a completely different animal. They're, they have a young, fast team and they're completely different than the Buffalo Sabres. And I mean, the Sabres are still in, we're still in the playoff hunt at that period. It was a must win game in Buffalo, which they did win. But then you go into the Toronto game, and that is an absolute, complete, total must-win game that they could not win. And uh, like I said, Toronto's just faster. They're younger. They seem to have everything a little bit more together than the Flyers do at this point. So that's basically the reason that they won that game. They were just overall better. Yeah, and now, given that... In given your familiarity with this team and how much you have followed this Flyers team, how much of how much do you think this loss will kind of how will that affect them? You know, at, you know their mental state because here you have an opportunity. You there's a team in front of you. You know, you're on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Right above you is Toronto with two points at, two points ahead of you. You had the chance to come out of that game tied with them in points. And now they're now four points ahead of you. Does, does that play in your mind? Do you think that that will affect this team? Um, I think it will affect the team just because that that's a loss that that, that one hurt. Mm-hmm. Like they were, you could see after the game that yeah. they were just frustrated beyond belief that they had lost that game. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, needed to win, needed to get those two points kind of game. The entire road trip that they're on right now is a, you need all the points you can get. And if they had managed to come out of Toronto with one point, it would have been fine. But Mm -hmm. not getting any in a huge four-point swing kind of game like that. Then Now that Toronto has one, they're now four points up and the Flyers had managed to win, that tie would have come in there. And mm-hmm. it's just a really impactful loss that they had just suffered. And I think I think it's going to mess with the team, at least for today. Mm-hmm. But they're going to come into Boston on Saturday with a different approach. But Boston's a lot – is a tough team too. Boston is a very tough team. Very tough team. So, given that, I mean, you uh, – you know, we, we watched the game. In your eyes, where did things go wrong? What went wrong in what went wrong in that Thursday game? Why did they lose such a pivotal game? Uh, the reason I think that they lost that game is they put the wrong goalie in. Oh boy, okay. All right. Why is that the, I mean, one why did they go with Noivert to begin with? I mean uh Nobody seems to be able to understand this whole goalie situation. It seems like they're both healthy. Then, you know, it looked 
at one point, we're sitting here talking about the fact that it seemed like Mason was finally starting to play like a number one goalie. Then we were talking about maybe trading one of them. We didn't trade either. We re- we extend one. We're still trying to play the other. We're going back and forth. Why did the wrong goalie get played last night? In your in, I mean, what do you um, like? What did Hex Hexstall? Excuse me. What did Hackstall say about this? And then give me why why in your mind they went with that decision and why was that the wrong decision? From what I saw, Michael Neubert over the past couple seasons has had better numbers against the Maple Leafs than Steve Mason has had. And even though Mason has been the past few games been absolutely and absolutely stellar, they wanted to see what Michael Neuberg could do. He had the better numbers against Toronto, and he hadn't played since that outdoor game against Pittsburgh. So they wanted to see, I guess, if he still had at least the playing ability that he did. Problem is, you put him in the wrong game. Like I think that Michael Neuberg should have started against Buffalo instead of against Toronto because Toronto was the bigger game. And you knew that going into the road trip that the Toronto game was going to be huge. And the fact that you start Michael Neuvert over the hot hand of Steve Mason, which is surprising for me to say right now, but it's March and Steve Mason does surprisingly well in March, especially close to the playoffs. Because that's what he did last year. He was absolutely stellar last year going into the playoffs and you would think that he would that Hackstall would make the decision to do that but choice yeah choice Neuvert said and well we all know how that went so so given that let me let me ask you this question you see Neuvert goes out goes out to Pittsburgh in a stadium game and they lose they go back to Mason who pretty much was playing good hockey at a good clip. You know, he's he's becoming the hot hand. They're winning some games. They won, up, I believe, what, three out of four games. But yeah, then, the Flyers had managed to collect at least one point in their last couple th- games while Steve Mason was in net since that Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't lost out on a chance to get a point since that Pittsburgh game. Even a, against a really good team like the Capitals, they still managed to get a point and had Mason in net. So, dis, so, so despite so despite that, so so despite Ma- Mason playing so well, despite the fact that Mason was playing so well, in the back of Hackstall's mind, he thinks Neuvert plays good against the uh, against the Maple Maple Leafs. So, did he just really outthink himself? Is that a case of your um, coach overthinking this and pretty much outsmarting himself, deciding, you know what, I understand that Mason has the hot hand. Mason's playing good hockey right now, but I have this goalie who's had some success against this team, and in a game where we need to leapfrog them, I'm going to instead switch my goalies now. I, that just sounds Yeah, like, I, I, think, yeah. I think it was a little bit of a case of overthinking. Just because you could look at the numbers and be like, oh, yeah, Neuvert is definitely better against the Maple Leafs career-wise, but he's been slumping as of late. And 
I can't really bash Michael Neuvert. He he played okay last night, but if you had put Steve Mason in there, the, the result might have been a little bit different. That first goal that Neuvert had let up, there should have been a thing there. And honestly, Steve Mason would have made that save. But then again, I've been riding the Steve Mason bandwagon for a while now. But there's a couple saves that happened in that game last night that were really, really good. And I, I can't exactly bash Michael Neuver because he he performed the way he was supposed to perform but didn't have the players to back him up that in the game. It it has to be a combination of good playing and good goaltending like they had in Buffalo and they won that one. No, I, that no that that I understand. That I understand and that I get. But it just seems to me and I guess now as the season has gone on, I find myself, and it, I, it's something that I say on, I've said on this podcast from the very beginning because I've, I've sat here and I asked myself at what point in time do we start pointing more fingers at the coach because you see these moves that you find more, more and more frustrating, more and more uh, just, you know, I, I guess maddening that you're sitting there now it's like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of season left. There's not a lot of season left, and there's still a team with a chance at the playoffs. And we'll get in and let's let's get into that playoffs, you know, a little bit more. But given that you're in a you're in a game, and I get and I know it's easy to second guess. Hindsight will always be twenty twenty. But to me, it's just uh, you know it. it it just speaks to the growing level of frustration with this coaching staff when it comes down to decisions made. And that's that's what gets me. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm a little bit frustrated. When you're sitting here and you're looking at, you know, starts, you know, you're, you're looking at all the L's, all the losses. Now, he's won a couple good games. He's won some games here. You know, it hasn't been he hasn't been a complete dirt fire. He's not a he's not a total wreck. And we know that it's the team in front of him is not that good. The team in front of him is not playing the best hockey. But when you see that you're on a roll, you have a goalie playing good hockey and the team is playing good hockey in front of him. Why are you? Why are you rocking the boat? Especially when you know you have a goalie like Mason who gets who plays better as you keep going to him. At this point, it's it's March. It's March, and I feel like this is something that this coaching staff should have figured out by now. Am, I mean, am I wrong yeah. to think that? You're not. I I mean, this is a you're seeing a lot of Hacksaw's decision making especially when it comes to this pressure-filled kind of moment, like trying to get into the playoffs. And I think that right now he's made some really, really poor decisions when it comes to who plays and who starts and some of the line changes that he's made. Um, for example, uh, the Travis Konechny is playing on the Vandevelde-Belmar line, and which I love here Belmar, but he can't put Travis Konechny on the fourth line. It, that's just a little. Yeah. No, that's a little suspect. I I I love how you put that. Just just a little suspect. That's that's just slightly. Just suspect. a little suspect. Just, just a little suspect. I mean, yes, Travis was injured, but 
he's a good player that should not be on the fourth line. If anything, with him being injured, you could put him on the third line with Couturier and Reed and move Nick Cousins to the fourth line. But, again, that's not my decision. It is your decision. No, it's it's your decision in the fact that you are the co-host of, of this podcast. So, as you know, I mean, we work in media. So, although we can't actually make the decisions on the ice, we can make them on the air. And if they work, we sound like geniuses. That's true. That is true. You like that, right? Although, Tavis Konecki did get a chance to play on the third line last night with Couturier and Reed, and he looked pretty good. Not going to lie. He did look good. He looked very good. And it makes and when you come back into this game, into this weekend – and he's right back on the fourth line. It's gonna make me just, mad. You're gonna, oh, you're it's gonna, gonna make me so mad. You're gonna be mad, and you're gonna be looking at this coach. And it's like at this point, man, I don't even care about the about the stare. I stare back at you. You know, you look at me with your little stoic eyes. I'm sitting up here still looking at my, you know, a stud like connect me down on the fourth line. So you you stare at me if you want to. I'm gonna stare right back until. <laughs> You move, connect me up a line. It's like, what? What you going to do? You better sit back behind, your, your, you know, on the bench. Sit up against, hold that glass up, son. Coming at me like that, don't you know who I am? <laughs> but, but still, but nonetheless, this is, we, we lost some ground on Thursday. We no, lost we, some, we lost some ground on Thursday, but we're not out of it yet. You know, we, we're, we're sitting up here. We're sitting up here now at 70 points. I'm looking at the Islanders, who we play at the end of the month, because I will be going to that game. But that's another story. All right. <laughs> we're looking at the Islanders, Islanders at 75 points. And there are a lot know, of teams. There are a lot of teams we got to jump. I'm not sensing teams. a lot of confidence coming from you, Caitlin. That I there's not a lot of confidence that I have in this team right now. Oh goodness, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So given so They're, so even though so so humor me. I mean, just humor me a little bit because to me, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not at a point yet, but I'm getting there. But I'm not at the point yet where I'm ready to say, you know what? That's it. This team can't do it. I gotta have a little bit of hope. So. With that, you see what they you see what they're up against. You see the teams that they have to jump. Could you give me a scenario into which you see the Flyers making that jump and once again jumping back into the playoff hunt? They in order for them to be considered in that playoff spot the Islanders and the Lightning who are all, who are currently one point ahead of them right now the Lightning the Islanders and the Maple Leafs are going to have to have some games where they just kind of fizzle and all of a sudden they just don't play which I don't think is possible because the Islanders are pretty good right now um they all the Flyers also have to win all three games in this scenario, boss, in the next 
because they have five pretty tough games coming up, three of them against playoff teams. They have to win at least three of them. Okay, so let's out let's, of the five. Let's start with Tampa Bay. I'm going to give you the next five Tampa Bay games, and you tell me your gut instinct whether you think that's a win or a loss. All right, and we'll go with Tampa. We'll go with Tampa Bay. We'll go with Toronto, and then we'll finish with the Flyers. All right. Got it. All right, here we go. Tampa Bay. On Saturday, they play on Saturday evening. You got their home against the Panthers. I'm gonna give them a win. Win, okay. Monday, they go to MSG to play the Rangers. That's a loss. Okay. Tuesday, very next night, they go to Ottawa to play the Senators. I'm going to give them a loss as well. Loss, okay. Then they go to Toronto. Toronto and uh, Tampa Bay play each other next Thursday. And uh, in, um, in uh, Let's see, in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give Tampa Bay the win on that one. Okay. And then they finish, it, they finish up that week. They finish that week up at home against the Capitals. So that's a loss. That's a loss. There you go. All right. All right. Now let's take a look at Toronto. Let's look at their week. Saturday. They go to Carolina. Now they're on the road. They got a they're they're in a, they're uh Toronto is on a Tur- uh, three game road. Toronto so, on the road against the Hurricanes. Uh, go on the road against the Hurricanes. That's a win. That's a win. Carolina's not a great team. All right. Then they go Tuesday. They go to Miami to play the Panthers. I'll give them a win on that one as well. And then you said they – I'm sorry. What did you say? You said they lose to Tampa Bay on Thursday, right? I say they lose to Tampa Bay on Thursday. Okay. And then Saturday – next Saturday, home – they return home, but they got the Blackhawks. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to give them a loss on that because Chicago's a pretty good team. Okay, wait, wait, wait. so they beat Carolina. They lose to the Panthers. They lose. I said they beat the Panthers. Okay, they beat Carolina. They beat the Panthers. Lose to the Lightning and then beat the Blackhawks? Lose to the Blackhawks. Lose to the Blackhawks. All right, all right. So two and, so they go 2-2 two and two in that uh, – they go 2-2 two and two that week. All right. Now, let's come back to, to our world-famous Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, boy. Look at this week. All right. Yeah. Saturday at Boston. Uh, I'm actually going to give them the win. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it already. I'm loving it already. They take that momentum. They bring it home on Monday against the Blue Jackets. That's a lot. Oh, gosh. So that means... Wednesday against Pittsburgh. If they do not win on Wednesday versus the Penguins, they're out, is what I'm saying. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right. So you're saying that's a win? I would like to go with a win because it's home mm-hmm. versus the Penguins. The Wells Fargo Center is going to be buzzing. Yes. So, 
the Penguins will be playing for something, mm-hmm. but the Flyers are playing obviously for a for lot lives, more. So yeah. I think the Flyers, the Flyers are playing basically for their lives. So mm-hmm. I think that's a win. Okay, so you got win again, win in Boston, loss uh, against Columbus, win against Pittsburgh. Now they go up ninety five. To New Jersey. They're gonna lose to the Devils. They're gonna lose. Oh, he didn't even let me finish. Wow. All right. So they lose <laughs> to the de- lose to the Devils. You got okay. You, you got remember lo- the last game win. they played against the Devils? Do you I remember just, that one? I'm, I'm trying to forget that. I don't want to remember <laughs> that game. But we got Saturday. So let's see. Win in Boston. Lose to the uh, lose to the Blue Jackets. Win against Pittsburgh. Lost to New Jersey. Sunday, next Sunday, the 19th, home against Carolina, and that's a win. Right? Yeah, I'll go with a win on that yes. one. You, you, I'll go with a win yes. on that one. Yes. All right. Next five. That means they're going three and two over their next five right before they start a four-game road trip, and that's pretty tough. We can only itself. hope. Yeah. yeah. They, they have to perform better in Boston or else. They're not going three and two. All right, we 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 will talk about that. We we will get into that. We will definitely have to talk about that and more. All right, so that just brings us back to as get ready to wrap things up. You know what to expect this weekend. They're in Boston. They, you know, this at this point, would you agree that almost every game is a must-win game? Yes, every game, especially these next three, are going to be must-win games because you're gonna—they're points against playoff teams, and you're gonna need every single win that you can get. All right, I hear you. All right, so I want you to finish this sen- finish this sentence. I'm turning to you, Caitlin. Oh, great sister of hockey knowledge. <laughs> In order to beat. Boston. In order to beat Boston, the Flyers have to put Steve Mason in goal. <laughs> I hear you. All right, there you have it. So, the Flyers start this weekend. They start this pivotal week of hockey with a win on Saturday. That is what you're. That is what you're predicting, right? Let's go two-one Flyers. Two-one Flyers. I like it. Once again, I, like I said last time, I just don't see too many situations where I see a Flyers goalie only giving up one goal. So I say 4-2 Flyers. 4-2 Flyers. It's not a bad score. Not a bad score at all. I like, you know, they start off, this time they start off hot. Score two goals before Boston scores one, and they never look back. All right? That's my prediction. We can only hope. We, golly. We, God, <laughs> you were right about that. All right, Caitlin, thanks a lot, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this has been Brothers Talking Pucks. You can catch us all the time here, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. B-I-T-W Sports. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Tell us if there's something that you want us to speak on. We will do that. Okay? Once again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
at BITW Sports. You can always listen to the Brothers Talking Pucks show on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash BITW Sports. That is the name of the website where you can hear us. This has been the Brothers Talking Puck Show. My name is John Brown for Caitlin Hemsley. Talk to y'all later. Peace.